Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, this is episode 157. That is correct. And we are reviewing Rocket League's Hoops update. Yeah, big O update, man. Big O yep. update. It's been pretty amazing. So this week, we are in separate locations. We are. Uh, I'm going out of town, and so we, uh, we're doing this on a different night in a different place. Which is, which is very strange, but that's okay. It, it, yes. it will work out perfectly, Chris. We do it for you, the fans, the listeners, because we love you. We do. We do. We, we very so, much do love you. So, John, what have you been up to this week? Chris... I've been up to a lot, actually, but mm. I will talk about one specific thing that you need because you're traveling and you're okay. going to need to know this. You're going to need to download something before you leave, okay? All right. It is before- called, on your 3DS, Yes. Pocket Card Jockey. What is Pocket Card Jockey? It is from the makers of Pokemon. Okay. It's from the developer Game Freak. And it is the perfect merging of two just completely obvious things of horse racing and solitaire card games. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's so weird, dude. Okay, so uh, so I downloaded the demo. So there's the demo to this game. So like, there's you can try it out before you buy it. That's that's the very first thing I would say is like, and and honestly, like I I, I got into the demo thinking, oh, it's gonna be short. It's just gonna do like a couple of couple of races, a couple of things, and then kick me out. But uh, like three hours later, two or three hours later, I was still playing it, and it finally like ended after about two or three hours worth of a free kind of trial. And and uh, and I downloaded the uh, the full game. You can transfer your progress over to the full game from the demo, and it's it's awesome. Um, but nice. what the what the game is? So I'm not going to give away anything as far as like any of the uh, the story or like anything you know that side of things. But the gameplay is you are basically a jockey, and you start with a horse at year. It's it's like two years old, so it's like it's the the first race of this horse and you jump on the horse and you go around the track and you play solitaire like hands of very like um simplified solitaire so rather than having to like stack everything you can go both directions so you can go uh ace two three four five or you can go five two or five four three two ace king and like it goes in a big circle like that so it's very simplified kind of solitaire but you're doing it under the clock there is a uh uh, there's there's like a, a a horse that's running around and it's like you only have a certain amount of time to finish each hand and okay. so there's like depending on the length of the race if you're doing say a uh, like a, a, a full mile there's like four hands of solitaire within this this mile and the, and the better you do at solitaire the faster you race and then so in the in the between each hand you will like use the stylus to position your horse uh on on the track in a specific way the one thing i will say about this like it, it all can be done and it all is done with a stylus and so i will say that the um basically 
I, it should be also a smartphone game. And I think it is in Japan. I'm pretty sure that it's a smartphone game in Japan as well. Okay. And so it could all be done technically on your phone, but it's like it's on the 3DS. There's the free demo. And the full game only costs $7. So it's like it's... That's, it's That's not bad. It's very reasonable. Very reasonable. And uh, But yeah, I, I very much have been enjoying myself on, on Pocket Card Jockey. Very fun. Very addicting. And yeah. Nice. Spent a lot of time playing that. That's cool. What have you been up to, Chris? So, John, as we know, Saturday was free comic book day. That's correct. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I picked up a lot of comics. (laughs) (laughs) I know, dude. Like, whenever you, like, you got your box that day, you got your your free comic book comics, and you got some, like, deals. I mean, you, you had a stack whenever you walked out. I did, and uh, and then they had like this thing with like you know the local comic shop. We go to Rick's Comic City in Nashville, and that's uh, where I, I I have my box. I pulled my box. I'm gonna take off my headphones here for a second. I realized I still have my headphones on, and that was kind of pointless and needless. It's okay, uh, Chris. P- but picked up my box and uh, picked up a couple of other comics. Um, issue fifty of Batman and Superman and Detective Comics and stuff like that. And uh, and then it's like for every ten dollars that you got, they gave you tickets, and then you took it, took the tickets next door, and you could spend them on graphic novels. So I like I picked up like four or five graphic novels, and then like a uh, um, Minecraft um, book. That was like I was never just buy buy. Like it was like it's right. still only like ten dollars, but I'm like. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna spend ten ten bucks on this. I, I could spend ten bucks on something else, but it's like, yeah, if it's free, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So walked out of there with a lot, a lot of cool stuff, and um, yeah, we. Uh, I've been I've been reading a lot of comics. I've so here's I had a per- perplexing dilemma that I still have not resolved yet, John. Okay. So you know how uh, Marvel Comics puts a code, a digital code, in each one of their comics that you can redeem online, and then it shows up in your Marvel Comics app on your phone or your, your Mac or your iPad or something like that. That's right. We discussed how difficult it was, like because you have the physical comic in front of you yeah. and how, how like, completely difficult it is to actually do that last week on the podcast with Daniel. Yes, we did, actually. So, yeah, this is very, this is very uh, appropriate, timely that this happened. So last night, um, I found... So this is the thing. <laughs> I had like some comics that I found like in a random corner in my house and I'm like, "Why are these here and why haven't I read them?" Oh no. And so I got them out and I started peeling them off. I probably I think this this was from it was Thor number 1. It was whenever they redid Thor like with um uh, uh Jane as Thor. Awesome. And and it was the first one. I'm like, I'd never read this. Like I was kind of wondering whether or not I should pick up the graphic novel or of it or whatever. And I'm like, I want to read this on my upcoming trip. So let me put this in my app so that I can download it and read it on my trip. Yeah. I peel back the sticker to reveal the code and half of the code in terms, so, and it was all garbled. Parts of the letters and numbers were on the left side of the sticker and the rest were on the right side left on the page. What? Which is even harder because the ones on the left side of the sticker are backwards. So I had to take a, I had to take a picture of it, flip, flip it. it in my phone, and I still haven't been able to decipher what it is. Chris, this- I need like what I need to do is like do one of those overlay things, you know, like where they always do in like you know some kind of investigative movie or CSI or something where like yep. they overlay like oh now I can see where everything is. You yeah, know, like- you need like the instant like res- resolution increaser that they use. <laughs> yeah, enhance. Yes, enhance. 
Yes. So <laughs> I'm I uh, I was trying to figure that out last night. It got the best of me. But I was reading reading a lot of comics. I'm really liking the Poe Dameron comic. Uh, you should definitely check that out. Yeah, I picked um, up uh, I picked up the first couple issues of that. There's uh, did you? Like, I didn't yeah, know you yeah, got yeah. those. No, I totally did because mainly. Because uh, Chris Eliopoulos, uh, Chris Eliopoulos is doing the the uh, the B story, so the second story that's in the book, uh, which is yeah. uh, BB Eight. I'm super yeah. amped about that. Chris Eliopoulos is the uh, one of my favorite illustrators. Um, I got actually while we were at um, Disney in January for the races, I actually got the chance to meet him um, at a at a uh, a dessert party, which was really cool. Um, Chris is a, is a really nice guy, super cool guy. Um, we should have him on the podcast sometime. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so so I did pick it up. I did pick it up. I haven't read it yet though. How how do you like it? I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, anything that Dell dives into um, the backstory for the Force Awakens and the new uh, characters like really intrigues me. And I love I love Poe. Like he his story was my favorite story in the um, before the awake. Wait, no wait. Was that what it was called? Uh, the the, the small the book, book I read. Yeah, 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 the book yeah. I read. Um, I think it was called Before yeah, the Awakening. Be- Before the Awakening, I think it was called. Anyway, uh, his was his was my favorite story in there, and so like I uh, I I really like him, and so yeah, I like it a lot. The I, by the, the way, other, I need to borrow that from you. I, I would love to to read the uh, the Before the Awakening Awakening stuff. So yes, or maybe I just need yes, to buy it myself. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely worth having around. Uh, the the other thing I want to I want to read I haven't read yet is Bloodlines. Uh, is getting a lot of good reviews. It takes place between uh, Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens, and focuses nice. on like the political intrigue and Leia and stuff like that. And I think there's there's supposed to be a lot of a lot more information about Kylo Ren's backstory and stuff like that um, inside there. So at some point, I'll buy that and uh, and read it for sure, dude. For sure, I uh, that that. There's a lot more now moving forward because like all the extended universe stuff from before in in throwing all of that out, it actually like opens the door to a bunch of new stuff. And so like that's, you know, I need to need to just dive into some of that and uh, and get in there because I really like the universe. I really like where it's going and getting on early to where I don't miss everything like I did with the extended universe would be a good idea is what I'm thinking. I mean, because basically as soon as I get behind on like, Oh, you've got six books and 14 different things over here to, to check out. Like as soon as that happens, it's like, well, guess I'm never, never catching up on that, you know? So I need to need to just like stay on top of it and, uh, and I'll be good to go. The another thing that, uh, I am yet to be up to, but I'm looking forward to Uncharted Four just came out this past Tuesday, dude. Yeah. Did, so, did you finish nope. uh, Uncharted Two? <laughs> because you said like last week you were right at the tail end of it. Yep. I'm still there. Yeah. Uh, so this, I, I, so my goal was to finish Uncharted One, Two, and Three before Four came out, and I had since Christmas to do it, and I have failed, John. Dude, failed. That's okay. Life happens, and that's the thing. I've, it's it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there for you, you know. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. I mean, it's sitting, it's sitting on my uh, my kitchen table right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna Completely be there. wrapped still. And you know, this summer, in the next couple months or so, I mean, there's a lot of games coming out. But there are, are there very many games that you're like gonna be wanting to spend a ton of time in? I don't know, you know. Oh man, I need to talk about something else I've been up to. Okay, sorry, I'm kind of taking this 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 part of the podcast over. That's okay, because Pocket Card Jockey 
is something <laughs> everyone needs to experience. And so like mine is way more weighty than all of yours. Ah. I mean, it's it's a far deeper game than I Uncharted like I, uh, 4. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Over the weekend, I played a little bit of the Overwatch beta. So we talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I played the Battleborn beta and was not impressed by it. Yeah, In you're, fact, not, I, you're like, not so hot on it. I like actively disliked it, all right? I played Overwatch. On paper, you would think that I would would like this game even less. There's no campaign. There's no story. Well, there's story, but not like a you know a, a linear story. There, it's multiplayer only, mm-hmm. and it's the same kind of like supposed to be the same kind of mechanics. It's a hero shooter, right? And it doesn't have as many MOBA elements to it, but it's that same kind of thing. John, yeah. I liked it a lot. Dude, this is like blowing my mind. So much so that I feel like I want to get it when it comes out. That's amazing. Later this month. So yeah, dude. So that, that's awesome. And it, this is one I've heard like more good things about Overwatch than I had heard about Battleborn. And I'm not sure if it was just because... Um, I, I always wondered if it was like because, oh, well, you know, one of them is just better or if it was because like um, the Lizard one of makes them, this one. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, is, is this one better or is it just that this one has more of a uh, Activision money push? And so uh, so you're telling me that definitively it is better. I mean, on the stay on target scale. Yes, this is a better game. I like that the stay on target scale. <laughs> yeah. So like I played a lot uh like just the 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 mechanics were a lot, a lot more fun. The it, you know it's kind of like whenever you say you I don't know this is really hard to describe but you pick up um Destiny and you start popping in for the first time you start playing it. It's like the shooting mechanics just feel so good, you know. Mm, yeah. And that's the way it was with this. I like I put it in started playing it and it's like it just feels so good and the characters like whereas it felt like um i'm gonna compare this to battleborn for a second and take again these this is for both the betas i haven't played the full games of either one of them right in in battleborn each uh the, the definition of the hero shooter is each of these characters have different skills or abilities or guns or weapons you know that kind of stuff in battleborn those felt restrictive in Overwatch, those feel very unique and almost freeing. To like empowering. Empowering to perform a specific role. And I know that that same kind of thing is present in Battleborn. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. But it doesn't... It, you always, like, instead of thinking about what I can't do, like I did in Battleborn, I was thinking what I can do in Overwatch. And it was just, like, really cool. And they, they divide things up into, like, attack, defense... Um, oh man, what are the other two? Uh, hell, a healer and um, something else. I can't remember the the last one. The four types, and so, and then you like unlock things along the way. Like twice, I got play of the game. So like they have this thing like after the end of each match where like the the play of the game, where like the person who like like I I was playing as um 
Bastion is the character, and it's basically this tank kind of thing. Like you can lock down and get, pull out this mini gun and basically just mow people down. Nice. Or or you can move around and you have like this kind of like machine gun kind of thing, but it's not as powerful, or whatever. But the special, like you you build up a special over time by killing people and and uh, and getting points, um, and just it just kind of also accumulates over time as well. But the special for that, you turn into this huge tank and you just go around and like you just have these huge bullets with splash damage and stuff like that. So there's this one time we were playing, this, this, I forget what the mode is called. It's basically a King of the Hill or Domination kind of match where you're like trying to control a certain point over a period of time and uh, get to 100 points. And we had been controlling it for a while. We were like 94 points. And then the other team pushes us out and they're like accumulating a lot of points because they have a lot of people in there. And so then I, I put on my special... But my tank busts in. I shoot like four people. They all explode. Like that was the play of the game. It's nice. Like, this is so much fun, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and on and like, paper, dude, like it's like such a. It feel you know. It's like it's such a stripped back game in terms of the the features that it um, that it has compared to Battleborn. But it's like it was so much fun. Yeah, but I also I, I think about. So I think about Titanfall, like, uh, a couple of years ago, and how stripped back game modes on that were. You know, it's like it basically really didn't have much of a campaign. It had, like, some weird uh, story mode where you'd play multiplayer matches and they would kind of shoehorn uh, narrative exposition while you're in these matches or whatever, up in, mm-hmm. you know, in Star Fox style, you know, popping up in the corner and stuff. But despite the fact that it lacked a lot of modes, it was really fun moment to moment. And so it, it hooked me. And I think like, that's one of the biggest things. Like I have games that I like for, you know, story. I have games, uh, that I like for, um, the moment to moment stuff. And I usually like latch onto a game. Like right now it's been rocket league, um, where I've just kind of latched onto games where it's like, ah, oh, well I've got five, 10 minutes right now. Let me just play a match here and a match there. And then there are other games where it's like, okay, I'm sitting down. It's going to be, you know, an hour or two that I'm going to be sitting here. Let me fire up a Batman or let me fire up uh, Forza Horizon or something, you know? And so it seems like this game could be one of those like moment to moment, like, ah, oh, let's just, let's rock out a match and, and have some like real, you know, really uh, intense fun for these matches and stuff, you know? And so it seems like this is, this is something that might stick around, might, might stay. I think it will. Like the, the only bummer part is like, if you're going to buy it on console, uh, it's a $60 game. And if you have a PC, not Mac, but PC, uh, it's a, it's a $40 game. Hmm. Like there's a base game. And then like the, like you could buy the $60 game on PC as well, but it's like, it, it comes with, this thing is it comes with like some, some extra skins and like heroes already unlocked and stuff like that. And so like, I, I get that it has extra stuff in it, but like, man, I wish this was like, I mean, if this is a $40 game, it'd be a must buy $60. just like, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to like wait a minute I'll buy it like in a month or so, but right. I'm not gonna like buy it day one. Well, I just wonder like what's I mean, you think that this genre, with this genre being somewhat new to consoles, you know, you that that these companies would want to come out with a bank. So I, I just don't understand why they're selling it at a lower price on PC and a higher uh, basically it seems like okay, the it's a forty dollar game and then on console we're gonna sell it for sixty dollars. That's what it feels like. It feels like a console markup almost. Um yeah. and I'm not sure why that is. Is that because like it, the the console versions won't have microtransactions? Or like, how does that work? Uh, well, actually, I mean, I have no idea. I don't mean because I just because it's not beta. the full game. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how that actually works. Like how the unlocks work. Like what you need to do to uh, to get the characters and 
It might. Who knows? I need to do some investigation. This was really just my. This is my experience with the beta, and like, yeah. I loved it. So for sure, I take back what I said about hero shooters. Okay, a couple weeks ago about like they're just terrible, John. I just had a bad experience with Battleborn. Chris, it just wasn't a game for you. This game no. is a game for you. It is. I think it, like with shooters, like specifically shooters, you and I, we've played a lot of shooters. We've played a lot of uh, of, of, of multiplayer shooters. We've played a lot of, yeah. a lot of single player shooters. And so if like the mechanics just don't feel smooth, if they don't feel like snappy and tight, it's like that really goes, um, makes scores go down in my mind or, or makes enjoyment of something go down. Like if, if, if something frustrates me with its mechanics of like, oh, this doesn't feel good moment to moment, then it's just like, it's, it's a, it, pretty much a, like, I just write it off, you know? Yeah. So yeah. anyway. For sure. Well, that's awesome, dude. Well, we're going to talk about some Rocket League, some hoops, but first. Hoops. The news. The news. All right, John, we have some news. Okay, hit me, Chris. Hit I forgot what the me. I forgot what the first news item is. Hit hit the phone uh, so I will feel it on this end. Hmm. <laughs> Just hit the phone with the news, Chris. I, I really did forget what the first news item was. Well, so the first news item that I have <laughs> Pokemon Sun and Moon have, ah, yes, have it was a, announced. an official trailer um, and an official like they've announced the first three starters and they've shown some like actual in-engine gameplay. Um, so before I start this, like the, the announcement, I guess back uh, when was that like February um, was basically it was in February or March, but the original announcement didn't have any gameplay. So there was a, a huge section of the Internet that were um, reading too much into the fact that we didn't see any gameplay. They were reading mm. into it being released this year, and then the rumors of the NX being released later this year, saying maybe, perhaps, Chris, this would mm. be an NX game. But mm. judging from what we have seen in this uh, this footage in this gameplay, it's definitely a 3DS. It's definitely uh, it's definitely got that that type of a, a power to it. The character models look a, a little bit different than they look in um, X and Y or even Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Um, it looks more like so in in uh, X and Y, you have basically a character rendering for the walking around the world and then you have a character rendering that is walking uh like whenever you're battling or whenever you're in like a cutscene, or right off the bat like whenever you design your own character those are two kind of distinctly different things in this one it looks like they've made the in engine like running around the game world look a little bit more like you look in the battle so a little bit more like realistic or a little bit more detailed less um kind of chibi kind of cartoony and more mm -hmm. uh more anime influenced like more um like like the anime um which is which is cool i think i think that look is very cool um there are sections of this this trailer where it's it's the standard kind of isometric or over the, the over the head kind of view but then there are also sections of the this trailer where the camera looks like it's like in a third person kind of a view where uh, where you're kind of running around the game world like that um, similar to like the hub city in uh, X and Y and so it just seems like there's a little bit more fluidity between like those transitions so it looks like they've kind of optimized what's going on with uh, with with this engine and the starters the three starters it, there were a lot of people that were saying, oh, well, they should do three different types or, or rather than doing a a, uh, a leaf type 
a fire type and a water type, they should try to switch it up and do some other types. But there's they stuck with the uh, leaf, fire, and water, which I am perfectly okay with. Um, specifically because the leaf starter is a cute, adorable little owl, which I will be choosing right off the bat. So, um, but yeah, so so that's really cool, man. I'm I'm excited. They they announced the released dates for both um, the it was basically a worldwide release, but for some reason the U.S. and the U.K. release dates aren't on the same day. Like so, it's the 18th hmm. here in the U.S. Uh, November 18th, and then in the U.K. it is November 24th. So for anybody in the U.K., uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to wait a little bit and um, maybe avoid some spoilers online. Who knows? So, uh, but yeah, those have been announced. And the trailer, it's really cool. Everybody should check that out. Uh, we'll post that online at, at standtargetpodcast.com. So you should go head over there and check out the trailer. Super pumped about this yes. game, dude. Are you going to pick it up? I haven't finished my current Pokemon game. Yep. I also haven't finished Pokemon Yellow. Oh. So I will probably try to finish those before I buy another Pokemon game. That, that makes a lot of sense, Chris. That makes a lot of sense. So I, was, I, I currently have been have been trying to figure out my way through Omega, or uh, I guess I have Alpha Sapphire. Um, and so I've been trying to like catch all of the Pokemon. They, they increased uh, the interface to figure out, like so I, I can look and see which routes I should go on to catch more Pokemon, which ones I haven't caught all of the Pokemon that are in that specific area. And so I'm, I'm trying to like fly around and catch all of the Pokemon. I don't know if i will have that completed by the time these games come out in november but hopefully i will be close nice the good news is also that you can transfer so even if you catch pokemon chris you catch pokemon in your pokemon yellow you can transfer those over to these games uh which, via, via the pokemon bank which is pretty awesome i'm oh, really yeah. excited about that oh yeah another game they got announced uh, that we didn't talk about uh, last week i th- did it get announced before last week i don't know it i think it was last, like i think it was the last day friday. after we recorded yeah yeah it was on friday battlefield one was announced and it looks amazing john holy this is cow. a alternate history world 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 war one shooter and it looks phenomenal dude like the uh the the the, the moment in this tr- this gameplay trailer or whatever for me was the biplane like or it yeah. was just it's just like man whenever you just the air air battle in that uh that war like it just intrigues me and so it's it's amazing I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out the only thing i will say is i can never figure out the air like flying in battlefield games like i, I hop into a, a helicopter or something and it's like the controls just for some reason I, I can't wrap my brain around them. Maybe it's because yeah, I have my, I, my inverted I like stick or something. Dive straight into the ground. Exactly. I, I don't know, man. It's 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 terrible. Like I, I just basically crash right off the bat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, there's no helicopters, so there's many biplanes, right. and it looks like dirigibles, oh. uh, flamethrowers, <laughs> lots of like trench warfare. Man. Like I don't. Know, I'll post the. I'll post the. Uh, um, the trailer at standtargetpodcast.com. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Like, this is the thing. In in a in an age where like every single shooter that comes out now is like advanced warfare or, or future shooter or some some kind, the set in space or something, like something that goes back, like it's time for this. Like I'm ready for this. And Wolfenstein kind of started it off uh, last uh, two years ago, right? Uh, and then last year with Old Blood, and. Uh, where it took it like it's an alternate history World War Two, and then Battlefield One is like okay, this is alternate history World War One. And the interesting thing is we haven't really like spent any time in World War 
one or much time in World War One, and so like it's interesting that they took the 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 alternate history route. But I'm I'm super fine with it. It's like this is looks like, it just looks like so much fun, dude. So yeah. much fun. And recently, what's weird is I've been wanting to go back and play uh, Battlefield Hardline because it was a lot of fun. And like the, I want I would kind of like to replay the campaign. It was fun. I didn't get all the collectibles, but um, it's actually now available on um, Xbox One at least if you subscribe to. The uh, the EA I forget what it's called. What is EA it, what Access? Is yes, EA Access. Yeah, yeah, dude. So like the 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 biggest thing with like the Battlefield One um, that like I connected to was the 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 story. Like it's it's not gonna be like a single person. Like you're, it's gonna be like some uh, like different stories. And so I imagine it'll it'll like go around um, the same kind of narrative. But it's you're gonna be kind of jumping from from place to place because like that World War One like it. The, the front line really didn't move very much for, for all of the years of World War One and so t- in order to tell the story you know it's jumping from from kind of place to place and, and, and it seems like oh you're a pilot you're a person in the trench and, and you know that that's you know one person wouldn't have necessarily done all of those things and so I think this is a cool unique way to uh, to, to tell a story during um, that war and so oh, it's, yeah. I, I'm pumped man the last World War game that we had we actually reviewed it um was uh the great war um valiant hearts yes valiant hearts the great war and yes. uh and man it was it, that game was awesome and it, it in a completely different way not not similar games but uh but yeah dude, <laughs> no, i'm no, excited no, for this one <laughs> i am too it's gonna be a lot of fun john the last bit of news this is disturbing yeah on multiple levels and sad all right disney infinity has been canceled and Disney Interactive is closing That's its doors. In- insane, man. Like, I sit here looking at all of my Disney Infinity uh, figures mm. right here, you know, my Star Wars figures and my Marvel figures, and, and man, I'm just sad, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. this kind of came out of nowhere. They, they had announced a, uh, a Peter Pan figure, and yeah. I don't even know if that one will ever be released because it was not going to be out until later this year, and so mm. maybe it hasn't entered manufacturing, and so if they're pulling the plug on this whole thing, you're thinking, man, maybe that figure won't even come out. It might, but like, so let me read the statement by Disney, and then we can kind of uh, talk about what's next for um, the series, and we'll talk about a lot of stuff regarding this, but uh, Disney released a, uh, Disney Interactive released a statement that said, by now you may have heard the news that we have made the difficult decision to discontinue production of Disney Infinity. From the beginning, Disney Infinity was built for you, our fans, and I wanted to take a moment to thank you not just for your support over the years, but for creating a community that made Disney Infinity more than just a game. Our goal for Disney Infinity was to bring the best of Disney storytelling to life in homes around the world, and with your support, we accomplished that. We hope you had as much fun playing the game as we had making it. So what's next for Disney Infinity? We have two final retail releases coming, including three new characters from Alice Through the Looking Glass later this month, and the Finding Dory playset launching in June. And as we turn to the next chapter in our story, I want to thank everyone who helped bring Disney Infinity to life, particularly Disney's Glendale-based production and publishing teams, our external developing partner, development partners, and of course the incredible Avalanche team for their tireless dedication to this project. But most of all, I want to again thank you for making Disney Infinity a part of your lives and for adding to the Disney legacy by being a part of this community. When IGN reached out to them, they released a specific 
um, comments to IGN. They said, after a thorough evaluation, we have modified our approach to console gaming and will transition exclusively to a licensing model. The shift in strategy means we will cease production of Disney Infinity, where the lack of growth in the toys-to-life market, coupled with high development costs, has created a challenging business model. This means that we will be shutting down Avalanche, our internal studio that developed the game. This was a difficult decision that we did not take lightly, given the quality of Disney Infinity and its many passionate fans. Man. Yeah, so it's it's a bummer. Like in regards to what you were saying with uh, Peter Pan, they said like they're for sure releasing the Alice from the Looking Glass figures, yeah, three new characters, and then Finding Dory playset. Yeah, well, the Finding if, Dory playset also like ha, ha, there there are um, on like cereal boxes and on like mac and cheese boxes. There's like some sort of promotions for those on hmm. on actual kind of physical perishable goods that are out there and so it's like they couldn't have pulled the plug on those um because and that that movie comes out what is it like july or something june or july um so i mean those are those are really far along i want to say the peter pan figure probably wasn't going to come out until like november or something so it it very well might be just like not not coming out but that's a bummer um, man yeah dude i mean and 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 seems like like disney infinity they were such good games um, yeah. the only one that I would say, you know, that, that, that didn't review well or, or didn't review great was the Marvel, uh, the original Marvel, uh, edition. Um, yeah. so Disney infinity 2.0, um, where they kind of did the, the Marvel open world and stuff, but then this, they, they, with Disney infinity 3.0, the star Wars one, man, they just knocked it out of a park, dude. There's that lightsaber oh, yeah. battling feels amazing. The blasters. I mean, the, the way that they mix the gameplay and, uh, and uh, the stories that they're telling within that, that universe are really fun. Um, it's always been my dream to like to to play a Star Wars game with like Ahsoka Tano and to have an Ahsoka Tano like figure, and they fulfilled that that with that playset. Man, it's just it's just a shame. Yeah, like and what's it was so so much fun. We like we just reviewed you know Marvel Battlegrounds and like they were you could tell they were trying to figure something out you know like and I guess yeah. you know maybe, maybe like maybe like Battlegrounds didn't do as well as they had hoped and so like. You wonder kind of like what the the thought process behind all this kind of kind of was. the The interesting thing is like Disney Infinity was the most popular and the most profitable, um, or at least in terms of gross revenue, Toys to Life franchise. You know, you've yeah. got Skylanders and you've got Lego Dimensions, and in terms of sales numbers, Disney Infinity killed both of those this past year, right? Um, during the holiday and in the past fiscal year, and so. If the the big dog in the market is going out, it's like man, like that's a bummer. Um, the uh, I I wonder if you know, like you think about Skylanders or whatever, and like the the toys are nice. I'm not going to put down those toys, but right, they're not the same quality as Disney puts out. Now, I mean, Disney's going to do everything like 110 percent, like right, always. And so I I just wonder if like you know being able or having those high of standards kind of like limited them in terms of the profit they can make. Although I mean, I also think about a subpar product. Right. And I also think about like, not only just the figures, which I would imagine are, are very expensive, but also the, the, the games like the Skylanders games. Yeah. They're, they're really good and they've changed up the gameplay and they, they get, you know, they change something every time, but it's like, 
vast majority they're the same. Whereas with the Disney Infinity stuff, it's like every single playset, every single uh, every single world that you enter, whether it's mm-hmm. the Monsters Inc. from back in the day, or whether it's Star Wars, or whether it's even in, in 3.0 they had the Inside Out uh, playset, which was like a, a puzzle platformer, a 3D puzzle platformer. It's mm-hmm. the gameplay is so very much different between each playset that it's like, man, I can't imagine the designing, uh, the development cost basically, um, that, that, that basically creating four or five different games within this one game, um, or platform or whatever you want to call it, it, what that would cost. And so that, that potentially could play into it too. I mean, Skylanders, it's just, it's basically gauntlet, uh, like a, like a 3d kind of gauntlet style game. Um, and uh, and Disney Infinity, it could be a racer, it could be a shooter, it could be a brawler, as we saw with Battlegrounds, it could be a 3D puzzle platformer. I mean, there's lots of things that, that Disney Infinity is, and, and Disney Infinity can and should be, and so with just all of that that scope, it can't be cheap, so, yeah. Yeah, like, what's going to be interesting to see is if these figures become rare items now, or collector's items, and if the, the prices go up, or if like if I mean I don't really think that um, especially with new t- two new oh, well, one new set and uh, three new figures like retailers aren't going to just like get rid of these like they're not going to sell them at at you know on sale or anything like that so like the, they're going to uh, no like they're they're going to still be there but like well maybe like this fall or something this Christmas whenever they're trying to make retail space for other other products that are active and ongoing maybe they will but yeah. I mean there's still a lot of people like. I, I think he would probably have jumped on that. Like we, I was talking to a friend today or not yesterday, uh, whenever this news broke, like, uh, the force awakens place that had just gone on sale on, uh, Amazon. Actually it's, uh, Aaron Wright. He's been on the podcast. He was on our Cloverfield review. He picked yeah. up uh, Disney infinity because it was on sale for like 26 bucks with uh, force awakens. And then you got Kylo Ren and Poe Dameron, uh, oh, figures man. with it for 26 bucks. And it's like, so like there are still people just jumping on the bandwagon. Like yeah. they still, like they just, just literally hopped on and it's like, Oh man, now <laughs> they this just whole discovered it. You know? Yeah. This whole thing's, uh, this whole thing's gone. And, you know, so I, you know, it's kind of a bummer. It makes me want to just like start buying up figures now. Like I, I definitely need to go get the figures that I want and get battlegrounds, like and right. all that kind of stuff. Like I need to like make that a priority. And so yeah, I mean, like, there's two specific that's what it figures for me. Like every time I, I've I've looked at Disney Infinity stuff, or every time I see like a couple of specific figures, I'm like, man. I really want to pick this up. I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it later. And now I'm like, the next time I see a, <laughs> a Stitch figure, picking it up. The next time I see yep. the Donald Duck figure, picking it up. The next time yep. I see like the Kylo, I mean, like there's just, I, I would love to have the majority of the Star Wars set. Love to have the majority of the uh, the Marvel set. And, you know, I just don't know where this leaves any of any of the figures, but also like, they mentioned the community in there. The community for these games is huge and yeah. is really loyal and is incredibly like into it. You know, I mean, you, you partner like Disney, almost anything um, and figures. It's like, and there's going to be a hardcore fan base for this thing. Um, right. Specifically, like there's, there's a friend of mine that I, I would not know right now if Disney infinity didn't exist. Um, I, I actually met him in person whenever we were down in, in Disney for, uh, the races, he just happened to be down there before, but I followed him on social media. Um, originally because he does, uh, the DizKingdom.com and that, that originally started, kind of covering the Disney infinity figures and they branched out into vinyl mation and they branch out into the Disney pops and they've, you know, they, they, that site has branched out and stuff. But like I originally followed them because 
of the Disney Infinity stuff. And it's just mm. like, you know, it's just kind of mind blowing that this community is just like, oh my gosh, where does that leave any of this? I also wonder, like, there's a huge uh, element of, of, of that game that's online. Um, if you remember whenever we were here for the Marvel stuff, I downloaded a few different, like, uh, fan made story uh, elements for like Star Wars and stuff. Like there's yeah, a, a Poe Dameron story. Good? I haven't played them yet, but now that's on top of my two playlist because I don't know what's going to happen and when they're going to turn off the servers because eventually those are just not going to be accessible. And it's like, man, yeah. well, what, what, where does that leave anybody? You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so sad and so, so crazy, man. I just, I think about, um, how many people this affects it's like you know we talk about sometimes you know we we have talked about other um development houses closing and we you know i I, they happen happens frequently you know it doesn't this isn't like a strange thing for a developer to close but a big developer that affects this many people absolutely it's crazy that this you know that this is happening and and it's it's weird you know yeah i mean yes it's sad that people are you know losing their jobs the studio's getting shut down but like you know uh, these people will find other jobs. Like the, you know, they worked on one of the most popular um, games in the past three years, and like it's it's a great game. They're obviously very talented. They will they'll find other jobs. Um, but yes, like it is it is a bummer that they uh, that they, I just it's always a bummer when there's something like this. It's like something people love. Yeah, people have uh, spent time collecting for sure. Spent time. Um, I mean, I've spent a lot of time looking for figures that I yeah. wanted or, or, or something like that. And well, specific still- like runs, like you were, uh, you were texting yeah. me, I think it was a, a couple of weeks ago and you were like, Oh my gosh, look at these figures that they have at Toys R Us and they're, they're on yeah. sale a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, man, I, you know, <laughs> it's a bummer, but I yeah. mean, that's just kind of the way it works. It is. So we'll see. Like, uh, you know, the other big thing is that they're shutting down, like they're moving all of their, their games to external licensing. And so like, um, EA and and Dice did um, Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront. Yes. I like I don't know why do they have to make it so close to Battlefield. <laughs> Battlefront. Yeah. And then um, we just uh, got news. I think it was last week sometime that Respawn's working on a third person action uh, Star Wars game. And yeah. So like I think the lead on that uh, is was the lead on like the God of War series uh, back in the day. So maybe it's a the, that type of a, a brawler. So. Yeah, the cool thing is, I mean, they've got like they've got talented people on them. Um, it's just interesting that they're moving to that model. Well, uh, and I also I mean, we'll I, see the uh, as far as like a kid friendly kind of a Star Wars story. You've got the uh, the Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens coming out soon. Um, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It's just like that's just, I mean, it's that's usually a retelling. I'm, I'm going to buy this game because it looks hilarious. You know, the, oh, the yeah. trailer looks really cool. But like, it, that's usually a retelling of the of the movie or whatever. Like, right. I don't know. It, it, there are good and bad things to licensed games, you know? Like, right. if you like Lego games, that's great. If you don't like Lego games and you just want to play another new Star Wars game, that doesn't really scratch your itch. Right, right. And, I mean, especially, like, thinking about, like, I, I had wondered whenever they announced uh, the, the Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of weird that it's coming out so far from the movie, but it was like they were leaving room for their Disney Infinity stuff, and even that mm-hmm. didn't really, like, uh, apparently, didn't really uh, pay off as well as they had hoped, maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's it's a, it's a, uh, it's gotta be, it's, it's the business has to make sense, and, you know, all of that, and I totally understand that, but it's just, like you said, it's, it's, it's just a sad occurrence whenever something that, um, that everybody loves 
goes away. And such such yeah. great quality games and saying there's never going to be another one of these. And, and that's very strange because in this in this uh, this age we live in, Chris, there's always like a sequel. There's a Call of Duty every year. There is a you know there, there's there's going to be another Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront from EA, and there's going to be all of these other other things. But this is a franchise that everybody liked and 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 was doing very very well as far as critically but to say oh man there it's canceled there will never be another disney infinity that's just a strange thing to think about and and uh and to, to wrap my mind around so yeah yeah well that's the news all right so we're moving on to our main topic this week we are reviewing rocket league hoops hoops Dude. So this, this this past week, uh, or wait, was it this past week? It was two uh, weeks ago. It's been or like two weeks. weeks two or three. Two <laughs> or three. Rocket League updated. It was a, a free update, like all, most of their updates are. And they added, um, did they add Rocket Labs at the same time, or was that yes. a separate update? So, yeah, so they, uh, added they, added Rocket Ro- Labs. they added Rocket Labs to the Xbox One version. The, the Rocket Labs ah. was already in the PC and the, and the PlayStation 4, but Rocket Labs previously only had two maps and so even on the ps4 and on the pc version they actually got two more maps uh into rocket labs so they added they added two maps into rocket labs like two two different courts into rocket labs and then they added the entirety of hoops and they added a bunch of new uh dlc like antennas and toppers and things like that yeah, I'm really excited about all that. Like the the new toppers are really cool. Like uh, so, there you get like one flag for free or whatever. But the 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 other the other flags, like team specific flags, you can buy. Um, I'm really excited about this update. It was it was really robust. Like I love the fact that they're updating all this stuff for free. Um, they finally got Rocket Labs in there. Uh, spent a lot of time on Saturday playing both hoops and regular Rocket League and Rocket Labs and stuff like that um, with uh, Cody Moffat, who's been on the podcast before. Yeah. And and it, I so we're here to review hoops. We'll, we'll put all the other stuff aside for right now. Okay. Um, so Rocket Labs and all that kind of stuff, because that's been out for a while. What people really want to know is, like, what do, what, what do we think of hoops? Right. Um, you've, played the, you've played the most hoops matches. Uh, what, what say you? Dude, so first of all, I have to say – Hoops took me a long time to figure out, like the the way that they've changed it, and and the uh, the court is a lot smaller, and the ball is a lot um, bounce, like maybe it's less bouncy, but it's lighter, and. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it was very strange to, to, to understand the physics, like to learn the physics. I almost had to like relearn the, uh, the entire thing. I also think after playing quite a bit on it, that it actually, the top speed, um, the boost isn't as effective. So if you get into like a normal soccer match and it's this big gigantic field, right? You can go supersonic pretty easily. Like if you have like 25% boost, you can go supersonic and that's like your top speed kind of, um, in hoops, it takes a lot more boost than that. And, and the court is still smaller. And so it's like, you know, it it takes a lot more. It seems like to, to go supersonic. And so like, it's doesn't feel slower. It actually kind of feels faster because it's a smaller court. But I would imagine that if they left the, the boost kind of the same as it, it it was on uh, like the soccer modes and and the hockey modes and things that it would probably be way too fast. Um, But yeah, so like initially I want to say like it took me a few matches to really like, 
feel like I was actually doing well, like where I could predict where the ball was going to go and where the best places to shoot from are because in, in soccer, like it's like, man, you want to, you want to center it up and you want to take the shot. But in this game, it's like, you almost want to take shots from like farther back because if you know, once you're right up next to the hoop, it's very hard to actually get enough speed to push this ball up and to get it in um, because yeah. the ball has to go down through the hoop before it scores. And it's, it, yeah, it's very, very odd that way. So, yeah, there were two ways that, um, that uh, we were able to get this to score like right off the bat. So like it, it kind of drops out of midair and then it bounces uh, lightly on the ground and then comes back up. So like we were able to score both uh, right off the bat by just boosting right away and hitting it into the net, but mm, also by, yep. by letting it bounce once and then doing it. Right. Um, and that actually was more effective was letting it bounce first. But the thing is you just have to be the the first one to get to it. The, the, so, you know, in terms of like how much, you know, how how like this is to the rest of Rocket League? To me, this is not like Rocket League at all. No, uh, and and even less. You know, we've had hockey for a while, and it's less like normal Rocket League than hockey is. Right. Uh, like hockey is just basically like, oh, you still got a puck, and it slides. It just doesn't bounce. You know, basically, you still score the same way, and, it, and like because this shakes things up in terms of like how you score. It's like, man, this is this is crazy. Right. I still haven't gotten the hang of it. I'm still like, man, I suck at this, and I don't know how much fun it is because I suck at it. Um, as I play it more, hopefully I like it'll warm up to me, but uh, that's yeah. kind of where I'm living right now. Like I said, it took a long time for me to really figure it out. And it's like, I just like Rocket League. And so I was kind of dedicated to like, oh, okay, I've got to figure this out. And, and I think like the aerials, like being able to hit uh, the ball in the air and to catch it first uh, and to be able to go up on the side of a wall and anticipate where the ball is going to hit and then hit it from there. That like really kind of, jarred my mind and so like it it, whenever i've jumped back uh because i you know obviously i don't just stick on hoops or whatever but after kind of figuring out hoops and getting getting better at it um i would jump back into my normal kind of the soccer the ranked matches or whatever and actually be able to do a lot better because i can anticipate where where the ball is going to be i can hit things up a wall i can aerial and hit like it just it, it, it does transfer back but it doesn't seem like the knowledge of soccer really transfers that much into the knowledge of of knowing how the the ball will behave in hoops but hoops right. knowledge transfers over very well into soccer so it's like just it, thinking about it in those terms of like okay so this is making Making me better at this other game while I'm here. That's also helpful. Like, cause it, yeah, if I mean, it was its I own guess. separate kind of game, it just wouldn't be worth it. You know, I, I guess. So like, I guess my point though is like, if I want to get, if I want to get better at soccer, I don't want to go do something that I don't find as fun. I, I'd rather just play soccer all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like and that's kind of where I, that's where I'm at. Like it's, it was fun and I'll keep playing it every now and then throw it in the mix and see if I can, I can get better at it. But I don't think like I would sit down and, and play like a couple hours worth of hoops. I'd be like, man, I just really want to play like, you know, r- normal rocket league and, right. and get better at that. than like spend a ton of time just trying to get better at this. I mean, it's still a lot of fun and I love like the, 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 the design of it's really cool. Like whenever the the cars um, turn and and like normally you would hear like tires squealing, you hear shoe squeaks. Yeah. Um, whenever you know, like the ball goes between the two sides, like it goes from red to uh, blue in a different way. Like normally it's just like a hard break in the middle of the the course. Right. And it flips the lights on the ball go from from red to blue. But in this they they fade and mix, and so like in the center it's like whitish purple, and then it like fades into to the next color and it's like that's right. really cool and so like 
there's some and that you know and it hits the rim and stuff like that the, yep. the way that the rim works in terms of like this ramp thing that the ball touches but that the cars don't you can drive underneath there is really cool like the design that went into this is is really really neat right. and makes it like really pretty to play and 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 fun in that sense and that like it's just like uh, it's a it's a full experience and robust experience uh the gameplay is just so different like i guess i don't like the small court i wish it was just mm-hmm. like a tad bigger maybe yeah but i feel like i'm just going in circles the whole time like there, you can't really get a run on something um, right unless you like purposely like i'm going to go to the other side but then i feel like you know you're you're giving up some defensive positions and stuff for like that. sure for sure well i mean and that's the thing is like it's 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 harder to score so like the the matches if 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 um, basically, if it's evenly matched, they're very low scoring games too. Whereas, like if you think about hockey, if it was it basically it was a lot of a lot of scoring, it was more scoring than is in a soccer game a lot of times. But the soccer, you know, being kind of the middle ground, and then this being like, man, it's it's if there are like four goals within a game, like that's a lot, you know. Yeah. And so like it's at the same time, even though it's a. Uh, it's it's a smaller court and it feels like oh it feels like you're going faster but the gameplay like it, it just doesn't turn around quite as much and so if somebody's off to an early lead or you get it put into a match where it's like oh well they're up by three it's just you know there's not there's not um, much opportunity to really turn it around because it's like it's just such a low scoring kind of a game too so I can see completely that it's not for everyone and I think about it whenever I uh, whenever I play it. It's like, man, this if this game, like if this mode had come out first, like if, if the soccer thing didn't exist and the, the hockey thing didn't exist, if this mode had just come out without Rocket League being a thing and this was like Rocket League hoops and it was just a, a new game, I don't know that it would be as popular because it's a little bit slower because of, you know, all these things we're mentioning, that there's, this, that there's an inherent um, kind of str- strategy and, and a... Uh, applauding kind of you know pace to the game so there's not like a, a ton of like super fast moment to moment like oh my gosh i'm flying through the air or oh my gosh you know i just went supersonic and blew somebody up or whatever it's it's more of a uh more of a, a strategy match and so like i just wonder you know if, if it would be as popular and i i probably wouldn't um and again, you know, I, you know, I, I bounce back and forth between this, like, like you said, it's, it's a nice shake up to like, oh, well, I'm kind of, you know, bored of, of playing, uh, hockey. Let me hop into hoops for a little bit and, and play some hoops. And then, oh, well, I'm not bored of this. Let me go to rocket labs. And it gets completely insane there. But, um, but yeah, I totally see that. And it's, and it's kind of one of those, one of those modes that I have played it for hours and hours and hours on end without, uh, mm-hmm. without switching and stuff. But it's like, like I said, it's not definitely not for everybody. And there's definitely a steep, steep learning curve. Um, I think about my personality as well with gaming and you know, this, like whenever I first started to play modern warfare, um, back, back in the day, I think it was modern warfare two. That was my first like shooters experience. I sucked. I was terrible. Um, yeah. And then slowly, you know, over over time, I, you know, you just get better and better and better. So it's like, it's just kind of that obsessive, uh, uh, this game hits those right, uh, the, the right spots with me where it's like, oh man, I just want to get better. And it's okay if I suck right now because I just, you know, I'm getting better and I'm, I'm, you see the progress in my own gameplay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it. One thing I did want to mention is about this update just overall the the toppers and the um 
basically the new items that they've put in, not just the the ones like the NBA flags that you'll pay for or whatever. They've added like a unicorn horn and like uh, a, a couple of different things in there, a wedding cake for a topper or um, some some uh, dead mouse uh, toppers and things because he plays Rocket League quite a bit and streams it on Twitch. Anyway, so it's it's kind of refreshed the game for me because before this update came out, I had gotten every item in the entire game. Oh, nice. And I was I was leveling up and still leveling and, and the experience was still piling on, but I wasn't getting anything for it. Whereas now it's like every level, even though it's, it takes me a lot longer to get to these levels, every level I'm getting something new. And so it's like it's it's kind of refreshed itself where it's like, oh, this is really cool. You know, I just got a, a the, like I said, I just got the unicorn topper and it's like, that's ridiculous. So, um awesome i i love the fact that this they've introduced some free dlc that is not only changed introduced more gameplay options but has also introduced more incentive to level up for sure so do we want to rate this thing on the stay on target scale sure i'm in chris where do you put it i would put this one at about an 8.5 yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this at about a 7.5 is where I'm at right now with this. Next week, what do we have for next week? Do we have anything planned for next week? What I don't think we have anything week? planned for okay. next week, Chris. But I think the next big like thing that we have planned is um, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. That's, That's at true. the end of the month. That's right? true. I think so. All right, so we'll figure something else out for next week. But stay tuned for our X-Men Age is it X Men Apocalypse? Age of Apocalypse? It's late. I can't think right now. For I some think it's reason. Age of Ultron, but I, so I don't think they would do no, Age of Apocalypse. Ah, uh, that's true. Yes. Uh, so yeah, X Men Apocalypse. It's coming up in the month. We'll have something for you next month. Next month? Next week, dude. This is just the worst. <laughs> that's okay, Chris. That's perfectly fine. But you can find yeah. us online at stayontargetpodcast.com and you can find us on Twitter at John Wright seven seven seven. And Chris Wright 250. And always online at Stay on Target Pod, or I guess Twitter at Stay on Target Pod. I apologize. Now I'm going yes. crazy, Chris. Yep. You can find us on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, your I- podcast service of choice. Please review us and uh, subscribe. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll come to you each week. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.